Now, Gangbusters, presented in cooperation with police and federal law enforcement departments throughout the United States. The only national program that brings you authentic police case histories. Gangbusters has asked the Honorable C.L. Westover, former sheriff of Wayne County, Mississippi, to narrate by proxy tonight's case. A Sheriff Westover, I know you have a purpose in telling tonight's case. I have, Don Gardner. As you'll see, I brought a 15-year-old guest to the studio whom we'll hear from later. Well, then, uh, why don't you start right in, Sheriff? All right, Don. I think we ought to begin in the small city in Alabama, Maylene. At the local bus station one afternoon, the four o'clock coach from Mobile was just about ready to pull out. All the passengers were aboard except one, a striking but overly dressed young woman. She was engaged in a prolonged farewell with a handsome youth who appeared to be a few years younger. All right, now take care of yourself, baby. Oh, I will, Joe, for you. Now, if everything goes all right, I ought to be in Mobile by the first, and I'll bring you a present. A real present. Oh, Joe, honey, would you? Oh, goodbye, Joe. Oh, just a second. Shim, come here, will you? Uh, I've got to hurry, Joe. Yeah, Joe, what is it? Madge wants to say goodbye to you, Shim. Oh, thanks. Goodbye, Shim. You're a nice kid. I hope we can get together again real soon. Gee, same here. So long, Madge, baby. Oh, Joe. Joe. Go on, they'll leave without you. <laughs> Goodbye, Joe. Right. Have a good trip, Madge. Come on, let's get out of here. Sure, Joe. Well, there she goes, huh, Joe? I'll see her again soon. Hey, she's waving to you. Yeah. Joe, did she really promise she'd fix it up for me with that friend of hers? Told you she promised, didn't I? Well, did you ever see a friend? Is she okay? Isn't Madge okay? Well, she sure is. And so's a friend. Come on, Jim, let's get out of here. I got a lot to show you before we can start thinking about any dames. Yeah. You nervous, Jim? Oh, sure I'm nervous. Weren't you the first time? Me? I never was nervous. Never in my life. First time was like the last and all of them in between. You go in, you stick a gun on a guy, you get the dough, that's all. But, Joe, suppose a guy puts up a fight. Suppose he does. What do you get your gun for? You mean... That's what I mean. Now, look, Shim, nobody that's got any sense is gonna argue with you. You got no worries. You just tell the filling station guy you want to use the phone. I hope it comes off all right. It will. There's nothing to it. We're really wasting our time with this filling station. Wasting time? Well... Well, then let's skip it, huh? Skip it, nothing. The easiest one you can start with, the better off you are. All right, there we are. I get set. I'm going to pull in. Look, Joe. What? Well, I... Oh, nothing. Now, just take your time. You'll be all right. I'll go out and do the talking. Yep. How many, Uncle? Fill her up, will you, friend? we got a lot of driving to do tonight. All right. Fill her up. Regular Special. Special. Say, you got a phone in there? For sure, hip sure. My partner inside, I'll show you where it is. Go on, pal, make your call. Okay. Come on, slide out this side. Yeah, all right. You say so. Go on, now get going, will you? Okay, I'll be right out. 
How's the oil, youngster? Oil's okay. Nice car you got here. Whose is it? Your father's? Oh, it's my brother's. Well, that's so. Well, he's got a good one, all right. If I were getting, I'd get one of these. Yes, sir, young fella. Awful nice car. Henry, help! Oh, all right, don't move. Okay, sir. Just keep filling that tank. Just keep filling it this gun's level to go off. That's it. All right, it's enough gasoline. Screw on a cap. Good. Now drop the hose right there. Go on, drop it. Give me that changer. Come on, give it here. That's better. Now the bills. Come on, the bills, the bills. Okay. Say it, thanks. Okay, I got it. I got it all. Well, take it easy. Get the car started. Hurry up, will you? All right, mister. Here's something to keep you quiet. Okay. Now, get moving. Yeah. How'd I do, Joe? Did I do okay? Hit it fair. (laughs) Boy... I hope that girl Madge lines up for me is okay. I sure hope so. Don't worry about the girl now. We gotta ditch this car and get away from here. There's a lot of work to do before we see any girls in Mobile. Hello, Shim. Where you been, Joe? I'm awful hungry. Looking over to town. Oh, uh, by the way, if you uh, want to get your suit pressed, there's a good tailor across the way. Just a block us up in the hotel here. That's no, all right. No sense in having anything pressed. Don't like look, look like we're ever getting to Mobile. Come on, let's... Oh, say, I went by the post office. There was a letter for you. Well, come on, hand it over. What are you waiting for? It's on the dresser. Guy's got a letter. You don't even tell him anything about it. I forgot. Ah. It's for Madge, all right. Hey, get a load of this perfume. Yeah, I got a load of it already. See if she says anything about that girl for me. Cheer huh? up, will you, Shim? You'll have your girl. Well, I'd sure like to know when. Soon. It better be pretty soon. I'm getting awful tired taking dough off guys for nothing. Now, take it easy, Shim. We're going to get to Mobile a lot sooner than we figured. No kidding. No kidding. You know all those turpentine distilleries out in the woods? We saw something drive men, remember? What about them? Well, tomorrow is payday. And all the payrolls are delivered by one guy. Hey, hey, a payroll's big stuff. You bet your life it's big. And we're gonna get it. Hey, tell me this guy just loves to pick up hitchhikers. Tomorrow he's gonna have himself a couple of hitchhikers, us. But, Joe, if he carries a payroll, he's got a gun for sure. So we got two guns. Just let me handle it. Let me handle it with being mobile by Sunday. Now, let's see what Madge has to say. Yes, sir, it's a mighty lonely job, driving around all day, all by myself. That's why I don't mind giving young chaps like you a lift. Got somebody to talk to. Somebody to talk to always helps. Yeah, yeah you back there. You don't seem to like to do much talking. Oh, I do lots of talking. When I got something to talk about. Well, I reckon that's a good idea. Don't talk unless you got something to talk about. Uh, look, boys, uh, my first stop's about a mile or so down. Now, if you... Want to wait in the car while I run in the turpentine distillery a minute? Why, I'll carry you further. I think your first stop's going to be right here. What do you mean? It means he's got a gun on you, mister. You better pull off the road right here. Oh, so that's the way it is. That's the way it is. Now get the car off the road and stop. Okay. 
Is this all right? Listen, I'll show you. Oh, you... no, you don't. Oh, you hit him awful hard, Joe. Yeah, but he's going to get worse. All right, now, come on. Push him out this way. Look. Look, Joe. Come on, push him, will you? Come on. Okay. Oh. Shut up, you. What are you doing, Joe? Come on. I'm going to ditch with him. Let's go. Okay. Push. Watch him. Watch him. Gee, Joe, I think he's hit pretty bad. Let's get out of here. Wait a minute. This guy'd recognize us anyplace. You think he would? If he's dead, they'll never find out about us. We gotta plug him. Joe, you're kidding. Stand back there. Joe. Shut up. Now watch. Joe, put that gun away. Let's get out of here. Quiet. You have to do it for. I did it. Let me tell you something. Don't you go getting cold feet. You're as guilty as me. You understand that, don't you? Honest, I don't know whether all this is worth... Hey, hey, a car. It's all right. Turn off that crossroads down there. Come on, let's get out of here. Go on, get in. Get in. We'll ditch the car and then travel. We got a lot of dough to travel on now. And so, Don, the inevitable murder occurred. The two young criminals fled the scene in the murdered man's automobile. But they had no idea how quickly a shiny button and a parcel post package could tell investigating officers exactly what they wanted to know. Now, back to gangbusters. You were telling us, Sheriff Westover, that the young criminals, Joe Lehman and Maurice Schimmick, had murdered payroll messenger Tom Boykin in Wayne County, Mississippi then drove off in their victim's car with the loot. That's right, John. But it wasn't long before the crime was discovered. It was obvious that the murder had been committed to obtain the payroll, and immediate investigation was started. As soon as I returned to my office from the scene of the crime, I phoned the police department at Meridian, Mississippi. There was a man there I knew might be of great help on the case, Detective Tom Harbour, one of the most famous homicide investigators in the South. And the car hasn't shown up any place, Sheriff? Not yet, Harbor, but I don't imagine they'll stay with it long. They'll be smart enough to know we've got alarms out all over. Well, looks as if we're after a bad pair, Sheriff. Is there anything to go on? Well, yes. Uh, Joe Henry, the game warden, happened to be passing by the scene. He saw the car parked there and these two boys walking toward it. Did he get a good look at the boys? No, no, not a very good look. The only thing he noticed was that one of them was tall, had on a bright blue sports coat, and it must have had brass buttons. That's so. Yes, you see, the buttons were reflecting in the sun as the game warden drove past the crossroads. They must have been brass or silver or some such metal. That's interesting. I was wondering, Harbor, uh, do you uh, reckon if I spoke to your chief over there, you could get a sign to help us out for a while on this case? Well, tell you what I'll do, Sheriff. I'll speak to chief myself. I'm sure it'll be okay. If it is, I'll drive right over and get to work with you. <laughs> Go on, Shim. Drink your beer. Stop worrying all the time, will you? You talk like we got nothing to worry about. After all, we killed the guy. Now, cry out loud. Keep it down. Okay. Gee, I didn't want this kind of trouble. All I wanted was a girl and some fun. You got no trouble. That was in Mississippi. We're in Georgia. It's like another world. Maybe. 
But you still should have done like I said. You should have thrown a gun in a river someplace instead of sending it to her. And I'd need that gun again soon. Gee, it, it don't seem safe to me. We should have buried it with that payroll money. Hey. What's the matter with you, Joe? Let, let go, will you? Let now go. You hitting Madge can't be trusted. No, let go. Please. Uh, I wasn't hinting nothing. All right, then. Remember this. Maybe I pulled the trigger. But you can get just as much as me, just as much. Ever pick us up, keep your mouth shut, and we'll be okay. Well, Sheriff, I think I've rounded up a pretty good description of those boys from people who saw them around town. We'll need a pretty good one, Harbor. We've located the car. Oh? Yes, back in the woods near McLean. Not a good print on it any place, though. Nothing. Well, didn't expect to pick them up in the car. That was too much to hope for. Yes, I know it was, but you still hope anyway. Now, uh, what about those descriptions, Harbor? You know, Sheriff, the only thing we had to go on was a bright blue sport coat with brass or silver buttons. The one the game warden saw on the fella getting into Tom Boykin's car. And that's not much. Well, I figured maybe the boy wearing that jacket brought it in for cleaning or something. And he did? Yes. The third tailor shop I visited. Mm-hmm. A young fellow was in and had a jacket just like that pressed. Well. I got a pretty good description of him. Taylor remembered him perfectly. He asked about a good place to eat in town. Taylor recommended Mrs. Hudson's. And the two of them ate there that night. Good work, Harbor. And Mrs. Hudson gave me a pretty good idea what the other one looks like. Well, that's fine, Harbor, fine. Yeah, but one thing has been bothering me. You know, there is an awful good chance these might not be the two boys who killed Boykin. I know it. After all, the game warden saw them from a distance and only for a moment. Well, they're the most likely suspects. So, suppose we get out descriptions of these two to every law enforcement agency in the South. Maybe someone can put his hands on them for us. wanted circular reaching here. Both admit presence in Waynesboro, approximate date, but deny any part of murder. No evidence to contrary. Advise. From Sheriff Wayne County, Mississippi, to Chief of Police, LaGrange, Georgia, all suspects leaving immediately for your city. What's the matter, Detective Harbor? You don't look like my answers make you happy. I don't, Joe. You still haven't given me a good reason for your visiting Waynesboro. Particularly your visiting Waynesboro on the day Tom Boykin was held up and murdered. Look, you keep bringing that up. I keep telling you we had nothing to do with it. And why were you in Waynesboro? We were traveling all over. We just happened to be there. You can ask him. Well, thanks for the suggestion, but the sheriff's in there asking him now. Listen, since when is it a crime to visit someplace? Well, visiting isn't any crime. Come on with me. Where? In the... Oh, you're sure this is your sport jacket? Of course I'm sure. You're positive you didn't steal it from anyone? I bought it. I bought it at the famous in Maylene, Alabama. I can prove it. Well, as long as you can prove it. Look, when are you going to let us go? We didn't do a thing. I tell you, not a thing. Come on. I won't do you any good to lie, son. I'm not lying. We didn't kill anybody, Sheriff. We didn't do a thing wrong. Hello, Shim. Don't let these policemen scare you. I'm not scared, Joe. Why should I be scared? I didn't do anything. That's the way. Neither of you have to be frightened. Now, look, we know you've got a job to do, Sheriff. Yeah. 
No hard feelings. That's the right attitude, boys. But when do we get out? That's a question. What do you mean it's a question? You got no right to hold us if we're innocent. Well, we could start extradition proceedings, take you back to Mississippi. Well, why don't you? We will if we have to. What do you mean, if you have to? Exactly this, boys. If you'll agree to come back to Waynesboro with us, we promise not to put you in jail until we get this thing cleared up. Why should we? Well, you were interested in seeing this thing straightened out, aren't you? Well, look, it's your job to straighten it out, not mine. We didn't kill anybody. We won't go back with you. Why should we? Uh, what do you mean you won't put us in jail? Where will you put us? We'll get you a room at the hotel with a deputy to keep you company. Company? Huh. But, on the other hand, we can start extradition proceedings right away, and chances are we'll get you anyway. In that case, it'll have to be jail. You mean that about the hotel? Yes. All right, we'll go back with you. Joe. Why not? They'll put us up in a hotel. Gee, I don't know. Why should we take the chance of laying out in jail? We can live like kings in a hotel. The week of ten days will be out. We didn't do nothing. Okay, Joe. If you think it's best. All right, Mr. Harbor. We'd like to see that you get this thing cleared up. We'll go back with you. That is, if you give me your word about the hotel. Sheriff, you have my word. You two can stay at the hotel. We won't put anybody in jail until we're positive who the murderers are. Now, back to Gangbusters. Yes? Good evening. What is it? You're Madge Thomas? That's right. My name's Tom Harbour. I'm with Meridian, Mississippi Police Department. Meridian, Mississippi? Yes. I came all the way to Mobile to see you. May I come in? Okay, if you want. Thanks. What, um... What did you want to see me about? I believe you're acquainted with a young man named Joe Lehman. Joe Lehman? Well, no, I don't think so. You're the only Madge Thomas at this address? As far as I know. And uh, this is your handwriting? Well... Is it or isn't it? Yes, it is. It's quite a torrid love letter you wrote to Joe Lehman. A young man you don't even know? All right, I know him. I know lots of men. His name just slipped my mind for a minute. I can imagine. Joe wouldn't like to hear that. Sure, he thinks a lot of you. You know, he thinks so much of you, he had that letter sewn in the lining of his jacket just to keep it close. I can't help what he thinks of me. I barely know him. He's just a kid. What's that in there? Kitchen? Yes, it's the kitchen. What do you want with me? Letter said your last received, darling, and the package came a few days later. What package? Say, what's this all about, anyway? I'll tell you what it's all about. Your Joe and another young fellow are suspected of committing murder. Murder? Yes, and robbery. I want to see what was in that package he sent you. It wasn't anything, only a present. He sends me presents all the time. All the time. That may be so, but if what I think is in that package... You can be held as an accessory after the fact. Me? That's who I'm talking about. You can go to the penitentiary. Oh, no. And there's no beauty parlors, no silk stockings, and no men. Uh, look, it was a gun in the package. I didn't know what it was for. Where is it? He, he just said keep it. Where's the gun? It's right over here. Right here. Get it. There it is in the drawer. I haven't touched it since it came. I didn't know what it was for, honest. Well, that's to be determined. I'll cooperate. I'll do anything. All right, you can start cooperating right now. There's a train back in an hour. We'll be on it. For crying out loud, Shim, will you light someplace? Oh, 
Okay. Back and forth, back and forth. Will you be like me? Relax. You got a few days in the hotel. The county's paying bills. Take it easy. Enjoy it. What do you think they're finding out? What do you suppose? Shut up, shut up, will you? How many times do I have to tell you they might have the joint wired? Oh, who cares? Where's your guts? They haven't got a thing on us. Can't hold us much longer. They gotta let us go. When they take that deputy away from the door, I'll believe it. Until then, no. Just stick it out. All right, now, quiet. Come in. Hello, boys. Uh, hello, Mr. Harbor. Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Well, Sheriff and I have some news for you. No kidding. That's right. Oh, you see, Shim, I told you everything would be all right. They're not going to hold us in the hotel anymore, are you? Is that right? That's right. Well, we tried to help you out, Sheriff, but you know we didn't have anything to do with that killing. No, we didn't, really. All right, boys. Get your things together. Well, it's uh, it's kind of late today. I I think we'll stay in the room tonight. We'll be on our way tomorrow, huh? That's okay with you? I'm afraid it's not okay with us. We're moving you over to the county jail. The county jail? Hey, what's the matter? What happened? We located your girlfriend, Madge, and we located the murder gun. Oh, no, no. Shut up, Shim. It's a stall. You didn't locate a thing. You're trying to trick us. No trick. We got Madge at the sheriff's office. You can see your gun with your own eyes. You can see how a bullet taken from it compares with the bullets taken from Tom Boykin's body. Now get your things together and make it snappy. You're changing accommodations. Well, that, Don, was how the case was finally closed. Joseph Lehman and Maurice Shimmick, who thought they were smart enough to get away with robbery and murder, were convicted by a Wayne County jury, and both were electrocuted in the state of Mississippi. Well, Sheriff Westover, you've brought a special guest to our gangbuster studio tonight. Yes, Don, and he's here for a very important reason. He's 15-year-old Edward Michel, specially sent to our gangbusters program tonight as the representative of the Madison Square Boys Club of New York. Meet Don Gardner, Eddie. Hello, Mr. Gardner. Well, hello, Eddie. I understand that you, speaking for the Madison Square Boys Club, which is a member of the Boys Club of America, have something very important to tell our gangbusters listeners. So go right ahead, Eddie. Thanks, Mr. Gardner. We fellows of the Madison Square Boys Club like gangbusters. We know what gangbusters shows is the truth. Crime is wrong. No matter how smart they think they are, criminals always get caught. Most American fellows are law-abiding and straight. And if those two fellows we heard about tonight had been members of a boys' club, chances are they would have been all right, too. Fellows who belong to boys' clubs know that that trying to get fast, easy money only leads to trouble. And they're glad that gangbusters is showing people, especially young fellows, how wrong and how dumb crime is. Well, thank you, Eddie Michelle, for coming here tonight and bringing our gangbusters listeners this message from your boys' club. Thank you, Sheriff Westover, for a most significant case... Tonight's case was dramatized by Stanley Niss and directed by William Sweets, with Bob Reddick and Alan Stevenson in leading roles. Don Gardner speaking. Gangbusters is a Phillips H. Lord production. <laughs>